The sword and the shark. We swing the sword and we swim with the shark. Spoken word and the speaker separate the light from the dark. It's a pleasure and an art. It starts when it ends and it ends when it starts. Dropping daggers into hearts. You can get the combo or a la carte. The living sword hits the hearts. The shark swims into waters that are deep and dark. Travel with us into another dimension where faith frees people and destroys tension. We preach unity, not dissension or detention. Ascension is more than an honorable mention. This is the way. We are people of the way. We don't wait for tomorrow. We live today. The sword and the shark. Man, my buddy dropped a bomb on me today, mate. But I couldn't hate on him, man. We prayed out in the parking lot, man. Buddy down the street from him, man, made him an offer he couldn't refuse, man. He said to be leaving. It's like double what he making at the city. Double? Double. Uh, so, man, go be at home every day. Company car, company gas, company food. How All he doing would is you turn that down? crane inspection. Then, you know, he had an instance. He was praying with his wife on, you know, how they're going to afford on our salary. How you going to afford that? You on, know the, what I'm on, the, on the current on the salary. salary. Right. So there was already discussions going on right. prior to the offer. Not about the job thing, but, yeah, it was discussions on the provision. That's what I'm saying. Man, yeah. his buddy had him over. You know, they had a little Friday dinners and whatever. And dude was like, man, we just want to make you, a, you know what I'm saying, offer, mm-hmm. extend this to you. He ran that thing down. I said, man, I don't know. I said, man, you still my partner. Mm-hmm. Hey, I don't know how you can turn that down, dude. No, you got to do what's best for your family. Like, man. He's like, man, but it's like, dude, it's so pertinent. The Lord prepared. Ooh. I'm going to say this. The Lord prepared because, my God, he was like, man, I just, I'm, I know this. I'm comfortable here. I said, man, I said, man, Father God, thank you. He was like, what? I said, man, sometimes, man, for in order for us to grow, we have to get outside a, a lot of times, all the time. We're going to have, if you're going to grow, you're going to have to get outside your comfort zone. And you ask for provision before the Lord had already provided before you even asked. I wasn't, man, I'm not even looking for a job. And he hit me up and mm-hmm. I said, man, that's the kind of God we serve. Even if the provision was to bring into a better situation. Correct. Mentally and emotionally. It's like you, like the wife was saying, you know, hey, how are we going to afford this? My God. And you guys are praying, and then here Bro. comes an offer where you're getting double, and you got more freedom, and yeah. then you put your daughter in a better situation. Yeah, it's nobody but the Lord, man. It's nobody but the Lord, but he, he wrestling with the decision because he's like, man, it's like I, I feel like I'm cheating on my wife or something. See. You know, like the, I said, no, no, no. Lethal Re- loyalty. Yes, this city, I, I ain't. I have a ceiling on me. I can't go nowhere. I've been here 16 years. You know, I ain't getting the dude over me. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Is a little bit younger than me. He not going anywhere. 
Lord forbid, you know, because I don't even, man, I don't even want that job. Mm-hmm. I'm happy where I'm at. The Lord got some other things cooking. I don't know what it is, but I'm like, you're not in my situation. I would be being dishonest and I would be less of a friend and a brother in Christ if I, if you ask my advice on this and be selfish to keep try to keep you here because it's comfortable. No, man, this is the best decision for your family. Your family next to the city, the city ain't going to be loyal to you. If something happened to you and me, something happened to me tomorrow, they'll have somebody in here in two weeks, just like they interviewing right now. Mm-hmm. Lethal loyalty. Yeah. And again, we can be connected to something so long that it makes it hard for us to let go of because of, of how long we've been holding on to it. In the longevity of how long we hold on to that thing, Man. there's a reason behind it. There's justification behind it. And it don't mean that the justification is good. Right. We're just doing it because we feel indebted. We feel loyal to remain connected. And you got to do what you got to do, man. I told him. I said, man, you are my brother. I'm probably I'm still going to be calling you like I do my kids, Mm -hmm. you know, because he's that kind of guy. You know, he's the guy that's got. Now that you talking about somebody got to get the helps, Mm -hmm. you know, with an open heart. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, bro. That right there, (laughs) because of the conversations, because we are total men. Mm hmm. The Lord has prepared me all week to have one conversation with a fellow brother in Christ who was about to make a move. And I was able to be there prepared Mm -hmm. to help in counsel for him not to make a horrible choice. Yeah. Of staying. Of staying Mm -hmm. when he needs to go. Yeah. To grow. Exactly. That is. To grow. Yeah. That's a man. Yeah. Yeah. What, What if your development. It's all dependent upon your departure. Good God Almighty. <laughs> Good God Almighty. What? Tondaroga. Round it junk. Yeah. My goodness, yeah. man. What if your development into something greater is dependent upon your departure from where you are? Man, all seeds need water to grow, mm-hmm. but they need a healthy environment. And sometimes you got to take a plant or a tree. Mm. And transplant it to a different area so it can grow. We burning up. Look at here. Y'all getting fresh manna, sir, ma'am. Total men, total women. Yeah. This is real time. This This is the real deal. This is the real deal. What if your development into something greater is dependent upon your departure? If you don't depart, you won't develop. You won't grow if you don't go. <laughs> uh, Take it for what you work. That's right there is the courage to move. Woo. You got to have courage to move. Today's episode brought to you by the Lord. Exactly. It's all about the Lord. All about God. God-centered. Courage to move. The Lord started this episode today. Mm-hmm. House and houses. How was your day today, brother? Man, my day was good, man. My day was awesome. Uh, it rained <laughs> earlier. Uh, you know, it was already predicted. Mm-hmm. And so uh, I already had a plan on what I needed to do. Had some things to scratch off the list. Got a few things taken care of. 
But um, it's cool because got another opportunity to get to the studio. To get to the studio. Back to the lab. And do another recording of the Total Man podcast. Back to the lab. Back in the lab, man. So I'm excited. I'm excited about, um, you know, just excited about what God is doing. And then just, just having these life experiences to where it it creates topics for us to discuss and not just to discuss Man. about what happens or what is happening however to discuss on how to what handle it or to come through it or to deal with it uh to grow from it to learn from it and that's Man. what's powerful so so powerful. that we can be able uh, to share our experiences and help others who may be in the middle of something that we talk about or maybe heading into mm. what we're talking about or just coming, coming out, out of it. Because sometimes even coming out of a thing, you need some type of rehabilitation. Dude, you sometimes. need some type of nursing. You need some help. Yes, sir. You know what I'm saying? Oh. So We've that's been, what make these. Uh, that's, that's what make these. Topics, man, so good, man. The, the total man, because we 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 are are living in a world where men are underdeveloped, uh, severely it's, underdeveloped. Uh, a lot of great things are happening with men, but there's some areas of underdevelopment that affects families, that affects correct. society, that affects organizations, man. And we need to be developed. We need to be mature. We need to be whole. We need to be total. Total. Holistically um, fit. Correct. Because, Holistically fit. Because um, as a man, that's mandatory if you want to serve, you know, um, serve Christ. I mean, right here. And with us, Christ is the content. So we always got something to talk about, Jack. Yes, sir. Here on The Total Man, where you're swimming with the shark and you are swinging with that sword. Sword. <laughs> I'm telling you, man, I've been booking and cooking today. And um, the Lord brought that situation up. And I was, man, I, I mean, it's like seeing the fastball coming and I'm all over it. <laughs> I was like, oh, thank you, Lord. Yeah. Man, it's an opportunity to help so help a brother mm-hmm. because yeah. he could miss a golden opportunity of provision worrying about something he don't even need to worry about. Yeah. I understand. You know, I'm trying to get him to understand, man, a relationship, brother. We have a relationship. It's not going to stop. But you being loyal to city municipality and the Lord is moving you somewhere else and the road is so clear. And it's not like you're losing mm-hmm. um, your anonymity. You even got more flexibility, more money, more time, yeah. more resources. Yeah. Yeah. And, and less physical work, man. Come on, man. Right. And then and then the trip hard about that is you can see all the blessings that's offered to you. Mm. That's going to put you in a place of freedom, a, a, a better place of peace. Right. And yet there still be a struggle to let go of what you already have that, you know, it cannot take care of what you've been praying for is that stockholm syndrome is that i mean i've fallen in love with the prison that i'm in hey let's just go and get it cracking i'm not playing default today here jack we got lots of stuff to cover 
you know what I mean? But that that's a question that just came to the top of my mind. Mm-hmm. We can get to that a little bit later on, but just marinate on that. Let that sit and sizzle in your skillet. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you we so comfortable in um in a place where we're at. Yeah. And that, that, and that and that happens. We fall in love with normality. Mm-hmm. I've done that, hey man. Look, yeah. Love. yeah. It's 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 com- com- you know, uh, uh we we the same place that's comfortable that we find peace at, that we find tranquility, the place where we find joy can be the same place that is actual it's an actual prison. <laughs> Comfort zone. Oh, man. Get out of here. Yeah, yeah. It can be. It can be a prison. But man, I, I, let's 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 throw some scripture with this. Because yes, sir. We don't want to. No, we can't fly by the seat of our pants because this and what we're talking about is the courage to move on. Mm-hmm. It's the courage to move on, and it says in Genesis chapter twelve. All right, I'm gonna read from the New Living Translation. 12 and 1, he said, the Lord has said to Abram, leave your native country, your relatives and your father's family and go to the land that I will show you. Mm. I will make you into a great nation. I will bless you and make you famous and you will be a blessing to others. I will bless those who bless you and curse those who treat you with contempt. Mm. All the families on the earth will be blessed through you. So Abram departed as the Lord had instructed and Lot went with him. Abram was 75 years old when he left Haran. He took his wife, Sarai, his nephew Lot, and all his wealth, his livestock, and all the people he had taken into his household at Haran and headed for the land of Canaan. When they arrived in Canaan, Abram traveled through the land as far as Shechem. There he set up camp beside the Oak of Morah. At that time, the area was inhabited by the Canaanites. Now, here's this classic story of God calling Abram. Mm-hmm. Okay? And he promised Abram, what? I will make you into a great nation. I will bless you and make you famous, and you will be a blessing to others. I will bless those who bless you and curse those who treat you with contempt. All the families on the earth will be blessed through you. Now, that was God's covenant with Abram. Now, the blessing just was not going to come to Abram because God said this. It just wasn't just going to show up. It wasn't just going to magically appear. Abram had to do something that was tough. Abram had to do something that was going to take courage for him to do. And the first thing that he had to do was to leave his country and his relatives, his father's family, and go to a land I will show you. So he first had to what? Leave. He had to have the courage to, to leave. leave what's familiar. And now this is kind of like a, 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 um, a continuation or it's linked to our last podcast Correct. where we were talking about anybody but you. And we talked about how Jesus went back to his hometown and dealt with his family and dealt with people that were what familiar with him. And through that area of familiarity, God could not do miracles the way that he wanted to do those miracles. Why? Because of familiarity and, and the dishonor that they displayed to Christ. 
but yet we're here. There was something that took place well before that. Nothing is new when it comes to um, familiarity, and there's nothing new when it comes to families where they can interfere. They can interfere with what God desires out of you, what God wants to do through you, and also what God wants to give you. Mm. Right? Wow. Because the, the, these were blessings that God said that he's going to give Abram, but first, gotta go. he had to have the courage to leave from where he was. Yeah, because he had it straight in Haran, right? I mean, you know, plenty of people, his people were there. Yeah. All of that, you know. Um, like he had amassed a, a nice amount of wealth. A little something. He had livestock. Right. You know, back then that, you know, your, your lives. And he had servants. And, and he had, had servants. servants. And he was, he was, like was 75. You know, and, and guess what? That, that means that when you think that you live in your life mm. to the fullest, mm. it may not be what you think it is. It may feel good by the standards of the culture. By the standards of the world, it can be by the standards of the family dynamic, right? Mm-hmm. You can you can have a degree, oh yeah. You can have a good job, and you can have a lot of possessions. Nothing wrong with it. But what if this? What what if what you have, it may be impressive to those that are around you, but it's not what God desires out of you. And He's saying that you think you got something. You just wait. I got something greater than what you are flexing with. At 75. <laughs> Let's keep in mind, they lived a little bit yeah, longer yeah, than we did. Yeah, the were longer, but I'm like. But yeah. Yeah. The question that I have is, what takes us so long to realize or to to understand the signs and the times of when it's time to go. So this is the thing. Being in tune with God is the key for us to hear him clearly and to be subject and and really to subject ourselves to what he's telling us to do. Mm A lot of times what makes that thing a struggle is because we're not in tune as we should be. The more that we read, the more that we pray, the more that we meditate on the Lord, it it empowers us to not only hear him clearly, but it influences us to obey what he's saying. It strengthens us in that particular area. I remember Pastor McReynolds saying this, that. Our relationship with God has to mean more mm, yeah. yeah, than our relationship with people, family included. Because even Jesus said that if you love mother and father more than me, then you're not worthy of me. It's a heavy statement. Now, he's not saying hate your family. He's not saying despise them. He's not saying um do them wrong or treat them any kind of way. That's not what he's saying. Family is definitely important. But if family, if their influence is greater than Christ's influence, then we have a problem. Mm. So the relationship 
with God has to be more important than a relationship with our family, our friends, our associates. His influence has to be greater. And the way that we gain that level of strength is that we first understand that he will what have no other gods before him. That's for sure. Gods means that can be anything. That can be anybody. Man. So he don't want anybody before him. And secondly, what helps that is the fact that uh, what I stay in some level of communication with God. That helped me. And the more that I do that, then the more that what I'm more I'm, I'm influenced by God more than I'm influenced by those that I love. Yeah, because you can find yourself jumping down the rabbit hole of listening to or taking counsel from your friends and family more than you're taking counsel from mm-hmm. God. And just because you're having great conversation or even get godly counsel from somebody mm-hmm. does not replace your own personal time with uh, with the Lord. Mm-hmm. You know, and it, that took me, you know, years. I thought that just because I had a good relationship with the pastor and, you know, get good counsel from good brothers and sisters, you know, but mm-hmm. no, I need my own time. I, why? Some, you have to get it straight from the horse. Yes. Yeah. And, and we, 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 we do too much relying on the middleman mm-hmm. when we have, if you have a relationship. Mm-hmm. And I think sometimes the things we go to, I believe it is the Lord just forcing us back to him or using situations yeah. and circumstances so he can reveal more of himself to us. And we're designed to go back to him when things go wrong. We're de- exact. That is the, <laughs> that's the play. We're designed, man. The way God created us is that when trouble hits, our mind is programmed to go back to the source. Yeah, to go back to the source. It, it and this the thing. Program meaning that there's got to be someone greater. Mm. You know. Uh, you know, because we always seek help. You know, the, the the more trouble that we in, the more that our mind is is like, who can help? Who can get me out of the situation? Mm. Who can deliver me from this? Who can bring me out? And, what's, and, and, and you know what? And, and the thing about yeah. it, who do we think about? Who do we think about? You know? So anyway. Mm. So, so we have, we must have courage. Courage to move on. Courage to do what God says. Even when the influence around us is so strong, when the influence around us is so familiar, mm-hmm. it is so comfortable. And, and, it, and it doesn't say in here that things were going bad for Abram. No, right? did not. Now, again, even though uh, his father and, and whole family, you know, they, they were idol worshipers. And that was nothing new. In the world anyway. However, he is the father of, <laughs> he's the father of the Israelites. And, and, and it's amazing that um, here he is, uh, um, a common man that God, what, told, hey, you need to come out of your family because I'm going to create a powerful nation through you. 
It's the average cat. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because really, in a sense, all these folks were Gentiles. Really? He was the first. Let's call it what it was. Jew. Yeah. It's a guy. <laughs> I mean, that was. In, I thought that was the word Jew was meant back then was a wanderer. Mm-hmm. Almost like a nomad. Mm-hmm. It's a perfect segue. Yeah. To the next question I wanted to ask. Hmm. <laughs> in this journey we're embarking on on courage. Mm-hmm. How much courage, how do we use courage or the courage that God bestows upon us or with us making that decision in discerning certain situations or knowing the difference? How much courage are you going to use in letting the Lord show you the difference between mandates and obligations? (laughs) Don't look at me like that. (laughs) Listen, man. Again, let's go back to what I was saying earlier mm-hmm. and what we the more that we are in commune with the Lord, mm-hmm. the more that he reveals and the more communion that we have with him, the stronger our belief, the stronger our trust mm-hmm. in not only his word, but also his instructions concerning what we need to do. Now, when it comes to courage, we don't necessarily know how much, how can you really measure courage unless, I get that. you know, unless you can measure, measure courage by your greatest fear. I get it. I think so that, you know, the, 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 something that's the most fearful for you, you know, it's going to have to take a, a heavy amount of courage, but can I say something about courage real quick? Yeah. See, one thing about courage is that it is a powerful weapon. It's a weapon that God has given each and every one of us. Also, I recognized about courage is that it does not come with that painkiller, bro. It doesn't take away anxiety. <laughs> it doesn't. <laughs> it doesn't take away stress. That's a good point. It doesn't take away um, depression. It doesn't take away anger or frustration. You simply got to use it when all those emotions are there. In the presence of those emotions. In the presence of those emotions is when you have to use courage. See. You know, I don't, <laughs> and, and, and let's keep it real because sometimes yeah. we read the word of God, but we leave out human. The humanistic value yes. of it. You know. Because let's think oh, about yeah. it. it. How hard is it for people to leave what they love? Man, it's a difficulty. Man, that's a hard thing. And and this and this talk about human reality. The longer that you are connected to something or a situation, a relationship, the harder it it's is to, to walk away. Correct. Right? Man, we man and, and, and we we can in a sense metaphorically speaking, we can build a house in a place that God can call us away from. And you spend all that time and energy building a house, yeah, in a place that. Oh yeah, I'm straight here, man. He this is this is this the that spot you for me, man. That. Yeah, you saying this that. is the spot right here, Jack. And then this the is Lord uncomfortable says, here. It's time to go. It's time to roll. So, because, because because you know what? Because this God, God is so good, man. Look. While you are comfortable, he'll he will allow situations to come up. To where the area where you in or the place that you're in, it cannot handle the struggles that you're dealing with. Hold on. So you mean 
All right, if I'm, let me track this right. Okay. So where you at, you're not supposed to be. So God will design, he has designed in that situation uncomfortability? Because sometimes discomfort. To move you. Because oh, you know. sometimes discomfort is a sign that it's time to go. Discomfort is a, is a sign that it's time to move. Because discomfort means that, because guess what? If the resources, if the resources that I currently have can handle what other, what issues come up, then I'm cool. Right. But what if what comes up on you, your resources, current resources, financially, when it comes to associations, Connected to people who don't give you good advice, who can't help you, don't okay? want to help, don't want to help you, because some folks don't even don't even have the capacity to help you. Yeah, you're looking for help from somebody that they they couldn't help you if they wanted to. Yeah. So what if you find yourself in a situation, and circumstances arise that what where you are and who you are connected to, it can't help you out of it. So that means that what you got to start seeking beyond where you are. So it's stay and die or or go and grow. (laughs) Here we go again. Mm -hmm. Or here we grow again. Here we grow Grow again. again. Yeah. I get it. So like we said earlier, what if your greatest area of development is dependent upon your departure from where you are? That's including your place. And that's also mm. including your associations, whether it's friendships and sometimes even your family. Yeah. In Abraham's case, God said, I got some blessings for you that it cannot be birthed from right here. You're going to have to go to I, get it. You got to leave from where you are because I don't want your current connections, your current place of establishment Infecting, mm, what a word! What God wants to do with you, and guess what, sir? That's a reality. That's a, That's real a reality, reality because everybody in your family can't go where you're going. It don't mean that you're disconnected from your family. However, you still family. Y'all still share the last name. You probably still can go, you know, to the same family yeah. reunions and functions. Right, and you can still holidays it, and things like that. But you know what? Where you may used to be, you're no longer there when it comes to your intellect, when it comes to your uh, emotions, when it comes to your Drive. position and all of that. And mm. you know what? And, and, and what you may be experiencing now, which is greater than where you used to be, it's necessary for where you are because where you are. The old you would not be compatible with it. Amen to that. I look back on that. It's no way 20 years ago, Drill would be able to handle the mantle that is that the Lord has placed on me and prepared me to, 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 to take right now. Yeah. That's me personally. Mm-hmm. And I know there's other people there. You know, it's there, the, the Lord has matured. You've been maturing in the Lord. Mm-hmm. And you're you're at a at a at a spot and a place in your life right now where you have um, you're shouldering more, and it's and it's only the strength of God that is doing it through mm-hmm. you. Mm-hmm. However, mm-hmm. there are always I'm finding oh man, 
I'm always finding these fork in the road moments in my Christian walk where I have to lean on the relationship that I have with God Mm -hmm. to launch out into the deep Mm -hmm. and have a (laughs) nevertheless type attitude and just trust God Mm -hmm. to provide. Let's let's keep it real. There's sometimes when trusting God is so scary. Man, a whole lot of times it is it is sometimes gut wrenching. Spooked. I mean, I'm just saying, you know, but I'm I'm going again, to go anyway. Courage. But courage. Again, courage doesn't come with any pill that you can take to ease. <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't come with a pill to take or anything to drink to ease Bruh. the tension. Courage ain't for cupcakes. Shout out to TBT. Yeah. Bruh, yeah. I show sure feel you. It's not. It's not. It's not for cupcakes. And, so. and, and guess what? We, we got grace for everyone because... We mm-hmm. all are faced with having to use the powerful weapon of courage in the face of adversity. And a lot of times the adversity is not what we're seeing. It's, it's the thing that's taking place on the inside of us. I it's think the it's, battle. I think it takes courage to even assess where you are in your growth. Oh, to yeah. even just step back. Yeah. Because you can willfully mm-hmm. remain blind and ignorant. Mm-hmm. Because you're so comfortable where you are. Mm-hmm. But if you really want to be honest with yourself, in which we all have mm-hmm. those moments, yeah. and you look every time I know, I, I assess the situation where I'm at, and I'm like, okay. Mm. Yeah. Especially when the Lord makes it most evident. Yeah. When situations get tenable, and you are not really... I believe he works in those situations, even when you think, because every day is not going to be, you know, how to how it is, the old folks say. Mm-hmm. And um, and everything ain't the devil. Sometimes it's a test from the Lord. I think yeah. it takes courage just to even look and say, okay, Lord, yeah, where am I at? Is mm-hmm. this for me? Mm-hmm. Because you cannot ask the question and spend years in not ask the question mode. Yeah. Come here, Jonah. Check this Ooh, out. We hopping in Joppa, man. Okay. Jonah in the ship, going to Joppa, and then a, what, tempest, the Bible said a tempest arose, which is a storm, storm, came out of nowhere. A storm so violent that the mariners that was in the ship ain't seen nothing like that. They're like, what in the and world? And they cast lots to try to find out where this thing came from, and, and then Jonah said, hey, it's me. I'm the problem. Throw me overboard. Do we have that level of courage <laughs> to say that to take well to to if we are in a situation and trouble arises if we are in a relationship or some type of connection where your presence is actually a state of disobedience you have no business being there you have no business fellowshipping with them. <laughs> you have no business kicking it with them. And trouble is coming out of nowhere. Mm. And the people that you are connected to don't necessarily know that you are actually walking in disobedience. Every storm. Wow. Listen, check this out, Drill. Every, every storm. Could, the storm that, was, that, that took place when Jesus was in the ship with the disciples. 
That was a storm because Jesus said, hey, let us go to the other side. So there's storms that's going to happen in your life because you're walking with the Lord. Correct. I mean, a lot of. Them. Okay. But then there's some storms that come up when you in disobedience. Are you man or woman enough to recognize that the trouble that's in your connection that you have no business being in? Are you mature enough to say, it's me. I got to go. And I'm removing myself out of this <laughs> so that you won't sit here and be victimized by my disobedience. That's maturity. That's maturity. That's courage, too. That's maturity. Because it's like, <laughs> you got, I ain't going to know. Are you, are you, yeah. They may throw me over. Yeah. I'm the reason why this is coming on. And guess what? Whether they Man. And they threw them over the ship. But you know what? Some people are not going to throw you out because they don't know what's going on. But you do. Mm, but you do. Yeah. But you do. Because you know. We know when we're wrong. We know when we're being chastised. Because and, and the thing about it, even when we're wrong, we, we know that we're wrong. Sometimes they don't know. However, when we're wrong, we'll have a lot of inconsistencies. Yeah. Well, yeah, I agree with you that. You know, there's some things that's going to show up that let you know that, you know, you, you're not in the right place. Right. And folks can be like, why are you acting like that? Or why are you doing this? And, you know. <laughs> what happens when your disobedience affects others around you? See. What you going to do? See. You gonna barbecue a meal, do mm-hmm. at this point? Yeah, you know you know you wrong. You know you you wrong. know you hurting the body. Mm-hmm. You know you're hurting your you are hurting your wife mm-hmm. and your kids by not coming home, by not e- even being at home and not being engaged. Engaged. You know you wrong. Yeah, yeah. You know so, you so wrong. Exactly. There you go. So now we're bringing it back down to more practical realities. Because we can be in the wrong, and right. guess what? Those that are around us are being affected by the wrong. And we can't get to a place where we normalize that. So this is the thing. That's selfish. Yeah. So the throwing over the, the, you know the throwing somebody overboard is actually you coming to your senses and correcting what's wrong. You doing that. Exactly. That's right. If there's animosity in the house. Swallow your pride, make peace, my man. Especially when you know you're doing wrong. If you're not being the father that you should be, if you're not being the husband that you should be, if you're not being the brother that you should be, if you're not being the friend that you should be, if you're not being the associate that you need to be, if you're not being the leader that you need to be, be. Mm -hmm. will you correct that? Yeah. That those that you are connected to can be blessed the way that God intended for them to be blessed because what you are walking in obedience. You've been swinging with the sword and swimming with the shark on the latest episode of the total man podcast. So it takes courage. So it takes courage to, like you said earlier to self reflect and to see where you are in your walk and not just your walk with God, but how your walk is what being manifested in the relationships that you are in. So now do we connect cowardice, which is the absence of, of courage with dishonor? Mm-hmm. <laughs> because if you don't move out of the way and you know you were in rebellion, mm-hmm. then you're now dishonoring the purpose for your life. Exactly. 
and negating. But when we come to our senses, I'm mm-hmm. just I'm just trying to package this in my brain as you dropped it. You dropping fresh manna out here. I'm picking it up off the ground and I'm eating it. Mm-hmm. You have the courage to do what you know is right. Mm-hmm. Now I've assessed the situation. I'm corrected, Lord. I'm I'm going over the side. Now what? Mm-hmm. See, the key is stopping the madness, breaking the cycle, stopping the nonsense. Yeah, cutting it off, so no more damage can be done. And now that you're in that place, that uh, really a place of repentance. Uh, Once you're in that place of repentance, now let God deal with you in restoring yourself to where you should be. And you got to deal with the source of why you were in rebellion, why mm -hmm. you were in defiance, why you are insubordinate spiritually. So how could this is such thing as spiritual insubordination, spiritual insubordination. We got the we got the audacity to have an attitude and get mad with God when things uh, that he tells us to do don't align with what we want to do. Oh, man. So you get mad at God. Oh, yeah. For your agenda, not lining up with his plans for your life. Yeah, because some things, you know, it don't make sense. Yeah, a lot of stuff don't make sense, but I mean, yeah, you know, but, but you know, it, it you know, the, the, we can we can pick and choose what <laughs> makes sense to us. Buffet blessings. And what makes sense to us that we're not concerned about or what doesn't make sense to us that we are concerned about. Jonah had a problem with going to the Ninevites who are known enemies of the Israelites for years. Why are we prophesying to them? Wait a minute. They are, these folks are Gentiles, God. And then you, a word of salvation to them. They fasten. They using our principles, fasting and praying. Mm. What? So he had a problem with that. <laughs> he had a big problem. Yeah. Yeah. Can you, can you imagine the people that do you the most harm? Mm. Oh, here we go. There you go. The people that do you the most harm, that, that cause you the most chaos, that created the most sleepless nights in your life, that God is saying, I want you to go to them and pray for them. And love on them. And <laughs> Good God. I, I got to get out of here. Courage. Man, you got to have courage. That is a lot of That's courage. That's a lot of courage, man. That's a lot of courage, See, man. courage... Even the act of courage is painful because, for instance, you had ever had a nail stuck in your foot, bro? Yes. I hate to say that. Yeah. It hurts. Yeah. It hurt bad. Well, you know, and, and we can even say attack. Something that's probably one of the mm-hmm. easiest things that it we could. Yeah. It hurts. But you know what? While it's hurting, you need to pull it out. Oh, yeah. You don't take Tylenol or ibuprofen while it's still in there and wait for the pain to be relieved. It's still there. Most cases, what we do, we take it out, and guess what? It still hurts. It hurt going in, and guess what? It's going to hurt coming coming out. out. But you got to choose your hurt. Pain is the price. You got to choose your hurt. Choose your hurt. It's better to remove (laughs) something that is painful that you may heal rather than remain in a situation that will eventually harm you even more or cause even more damage. We got to choose our hurt.
Either you're going to keep hurting or you're going to heal. But guess what? If you're going to heal, you're going to have to move and extract while it hurts. <laughs> Those are hard realities. And I believe Abram. He did that. Had to deal with the issue of leaving a familiar place, leaving family to follow the Lord. And it looks simple when you read it because we take out human emotions. Man, a lot of things are simple. You know, I can see. We animate it. You know, every yeah. time we see, you know, stuff animated, mm-hmm. you know, you watch cartoons and, and folks would be, you know, falling off cliffs and getting run over. <laughs> <laughs> Begin shot. And, but that's the you thing, know, though. Right. You can't we animate it. You can't equate simple and easy. People do that all the time. Just mm-hmm. because something is simple mm-hmm. doesn't mean it's easy. Make it easy. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. It's simple for me to just. I'm a, OK. I'm mm-hmm. going to walk to downtown Memphis mm-hmm. from Bartlett. Mm hmm. <laughs> oh, it's simple. Yeah, it's simple. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's twenty-two miles. Yeah, yeah, that ain't easy to yeah, navigate. It's, it's tough, man. So, oh, we, yeah, but courage, you. courage is tough. And we we mentioned something courage. earlier about um, mandates. Yeah, mandates, options. Ob- obligations, options, options. Right. And and um, a mandate is something that you must do. It's something that you're assigned to do. Mm-hmm. Um. Teachers are mandated to teach. Correct. Okay. Uh, Physicians are mandated to treat and to do the things that they do to help people recover. You know, they take an oath. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Uh, Yeah. Uh, Judges are mandated to uphold the law. The law. Right. Interpret the law. Yeah. Interpret and and then withhold whatever's Mm -hmm. there in, in whatever case is presented before them to. Um, judge the case or or bring the outcome based upon what the law says. says. Okay, so you got mandates. We we're 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 mandated to our family. If you are um, married, father. you are mandated. Spouses are mandated to each other. If you are parents, you are mandated to, to children. It's a mandate. You're mandated to parent. You're mandated to be a mother or a father. Mm-hmm. Um, Brothers and sisters are are mandated to treat one another as brothers brothers and sisters, sisters. family, all of that. Even in the body of Christ, church family, ministries, all of that, we have a mandate for each other, toward each other. That's if I um, have been assigned to that or called to that. Now, first for the first man, because the first mandate is love one another. Man. Okay. (laughs) <laughs> that's that's the first mandate We can't even do that Yeah okay so we got mandates But then we have things that are options Options are things that are good <laughs> Yeah And it's some things that We obligate ourselves to So the mandate carries an obligation But the option also Carries an obligation as well However options are not Necessarily mandates I hear that Copy right? that. They're not necessarily mandates. There's some things that we just decided that we wanted to be a part of. Now, if you go and, and fill an application for a job and you get hired, then the choice could have been that was an option for me. It don't necessarily mean that this is something that God told you to do. Right. However, it can be something that it was an option. Oh, I like those numbers. I like what they're paying. I like the benefits. Mm-hmm. I like the job. Hmm, let me sign up for this bad boy. That was an option. 
But once you sign up for it and you agree to it, it, yeah, it becomes a mandate. Mm-hmm. But this is the thing. Sometimes we confuse mandates and options and we put them in the same boat, boat right? There's some things that we are mandated to do and there's some things that are optional. But the problem sometimes with the, the thing that's optional, we'll give it a mandate mm. when it don't necessarily need to be a mandate on there. Okay, oh, let's yeah. go back to the family thing. Man. Okay. Yes, family is a mandate because you know why? You, you're not, you're always going to be family. Yeah. But the problem with always being family is that we will turn what's an option into an, a mandate. So if family is treating me like crap, they're talking about, talking bad about me, mistreating me, or even exploiting me in some kind of way. We will call staying connected a mandate when in reality, no, that has turned into an option. It's just an option. And I'm not obligated. Thank you. To, to honor or to this stay option, not as I'm not obligated. This ain't an obligation. Mm-hmm. I don't care what you're paying or not paying, mm-hmm. or I don't care how you you're not treating me right. You mm-hmm. you say that you love me, yeah, but your actions don't reflect it. Yeah, yeah. So now I have to have the courage to assess this situation mm-hmm. and say, hey, whoa, you know what? I thought this was a mandate. <laughs> And I obligated myself, this, I obligated myself to an option that's not a mandate. Yes. So now you got to have the courage Mm -hmm. and the spiritual fortitude there Mm -hmm. to say, enough is enough. Bye. Mm -hmm. Or this is not happening anymore. Mm -hmm. Now we need to come to terms with a new set of terms Mm -hmm. on how you deal or we reevaluate in our relationship, mm-hmm. and you're going to go this way, yeah. and I'm going to run the other way, if that's what the Lord has. It's amazing when you hear Man. of stories. Yeah, help me, bro. Yeah. It's amazing when you hear of stories where Christmas, Thanksgiving, where people feel obligated to show up to the family function knowing that. The family members mistreat them. That Don't is, even make them horrible. feel like family. That's horrible. They talk about them, but at the same time, why you ain't coming? You know you're supposed to be here. Like I'm going to sign up for for being badgered. Yeah. Who wants that? Who wants to go into an environment that you know you're not liked? Ooh, Who wants to go into an environment where people are waiting for the opportunity to crucify you with their words? Let's go back to one of our podcasts. Um, <laughs> let's, <laughs> let's go back to the one. I'm sick of it. Man. Good show. Jesus went to the Feast of Festivals. In secret. And he went in secret. And but the reason he did not want to go, he he didn't want to show up because his own folks was looking for another opportunity to crucify him with their words. His own folks. You know what I'm saying? And so who wants to walk up in those type of environments? 
Now, Jesus went because he needed to be there because some things needed to be recorded. That whole thing needed to be recorded to let us know that you even got to have courage to go where you not to even sometimes go where you're not wanted. And and sometimes (laughs) sometimes there's so that. But you know what? That that was God made it a mandate for him to be there. And he obeyed. He obeyed that. Yes, he did. You know, now it doesn't say that God told him to go. But however, wherever Jesus showed up, it's a reason that he showed up. You see what I'm saying? It had to be spirit led for him to go. It, it was okay? no other way. But this is the thing with this about the family function. All family functions, you, we, we, again, we'll turn that thing option, an option uh, into a mandate. You know why? Because of guilt. Here we go. What a well. If I don't go, somebody gonna say something. Here you are, stuck. I thought you were family. Oh man, we supposed to be blood, man. You know, but yeah, but blood is supposed to treat you a certain way. Not talk about you. Not keep bringing up your past, man. I had strangers treat me better than some family sometimes. Right? People get sick of that. Nobody wants to be better. Nobody wants that. No, no, nobody, nobody not wants in, that. Not in a family. You not at it. your work. Not at church. Oh my God! I mean, no one wants. Nobody that. wants to show up at a place continually where they're not wanted. Nobody. Good night. But the thing, but this, see, that's the thing about guilt. Dr. Matthew Stevenson. The first time I heard this term, he said there is a such thing as lethal loyalty. Dude, that now that sir. See, because we always feel we we see the longer we're in something, the more loyal that we're going to feel obligated to it. Mm-hmm. And so now, what if the things start falling apart? You gonna ride the ship all and, the way and, to and the yes, bottom of those? And, and yeah, <laughs> and yes, there's there's times where we need to do what we need to do to try to repair a situation. Okay, or, or you know what I'm saying? But what if the repairing also is contingent upon what somebody else is supposed to be doing to or other parties involved? Mm. And sometimes we will allow guilt to keep us obligated and to keep us loyal to something that is hurting us, even while we see that. There's no reciprocation. <laughs> There's no help in trying to repair it from the people that are involved in the connection or the organization or the relationship that is currently going through hell. So or so or so or so or you mean tell me that guilt will have you holding on to options like they mandatory. <laughs> Uh, yes, it will. Yes, it will. There's yeah, nothing, it's powerful. And there's, let me say this. There's nothing wrong with making an option a mandatory thing. There's nothing wrong with that. But we still got to recognize that it's an option. Because we can commit to something that is an option. Like if I sign up for a job, I'm committing to it. Correct. And by me committing to it, I'm making it mandatory that I go and clock yeah. in at the time they say clock in, Correct. do the job, all of that, right? But there are some relationships that were nothing but options 
<laughs> yeah. And we committed ourselves to it. And through the committing of ourselves to it, we made it a mandate to communicate, mm. to show up, to help, to encourage, all those different things mm. that involve whatever that relationship is. Well, from both sides of that coin, then what makes options mandatory from a guilt standpoint? Is it, oh, what are we talking about? Is it our insecurities in relationships oh, and things man, like absolutely. that? You know what I'm saying? Absolutely. Because what we sign up for, we look for a return on our investment. If I'm investing time, I'm looking for time back. But what is, what, if, if I'm investing money, I'm looking for something back. Is right. where if I'm a investing return. communication, I'm invest. I'm looking for communication back in return. But sometimes when I get the money back, or when I get the communication back in return, when I get the encouragement back in return, what it's doing in a lot of cases, if I'm not, it 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 it, it, it feeds my desire to be wanted. It feeds my desire to be connected. It feeds my desire to be affirmed, to be validated, to be validated. Because think about it. Who wants to be in a relationship if they're not feeling those things? If they're not experiencing the affirmation, if they're not experiencing validation, if they're not experiencing appreciation. So the insecurities will choke out. It will. They will. The insecurities will feed your guilt mm-hmm. and choke out. Yes. Your It'll choke out what what courage that you have to move out of to leave. Cause you, I'm tired. I'm going. No, you're not. Because you safe where you are. Mm-hmm. And it will have us right. constantly chasing after what you should have been getting in the beginning. Man, how long does it take for you to get affirmation? How long will it take for you to get encouragement? How long will it take for you to get communication? 18 years. How long will it take for you to get the loyalty back in return? With some folks, never. Man, I, man, D.C. Clark, he, he had a post earlier, I think it was yesterday, and I got to share this. D.C. Clark, I'm giving you a shout-out. Shout-out, and, and, um, and And uh, Derek D.C. Clark is a, is a young man that I grew up with in Tacoma, Washington. He is uh, a, a wonderful uh, producer. Uh, music producer, especially in the gospel industry. He had a post I saw yesterday, and I'm just paraphrasing. He said, if the people that you, if, if, if your friends, if you're always complaining about your friends not showing up for you, they're not the problem. The problem is that you keep calling them friends. Let me say that again. If you are always complaining about your friends not showing up to support you, they are not the problem. The problem is the fact that you keep calling them friends. Now, that's heavy. Man, that's real heavy. That's, that's a courage that's, issue. Yes. And sometimes we got to even have courage to stop giving people titles in positions that they have not deserved or earned. Courage. <laughs> And you got to do it while it hurts. You got to do it while you have been betrayed. You got to do it while you have been abandoned. You got to do it while uh, you have been talked about. Because, again, it's just like that nail in your foot. It does not belong there. And you got to have the courage to pull away even while it 
hurts? What if your healing is dependent upon what you are willing to do while you are in pain? pain. I remember reading uh, in a book from Bishop um, Bishop Walken. He talked about leading while bleeding, mm-hmm. and then I, I remember hearing Pastor um, Pastor Mac uh, Reynolds mentioned that. Mm-hmm. And a lot of times, as a leader, you will do that, and you got to, it takes uber amounts of courage mm-hmm. and trust because I think courage, um, your courage is linked to your trust in God. Pain is the price. Yes, pain is definitely in the price. Pain of is the price of growth and progress and yes. all of the wonderful things mm-hmm. people will see. They see they see sword all the time. They see Kirkwood and be like, man, doing wing, man, doing great, man, do do do. But they don't know the pain. Yeah. They don't know the price. Mm-hmm. They don't know the process. Mm-hmm. They don't know the the sacrifice, the level of sacrifice. Mm-hmm. See, everybody always sees the show car, but they don't see the motor. They don't see the hands of the mechanic that put that thing together no all they see is the finish mm-hmm. yeah you know people people fall in love with the finished product yeah but they hate the process they hate the process and it takes courage to embark on a real process movement yes. in lives in lives man you know searching for validation and affirmation in people man mm-hmm you don't even, it's it's a, ooh, what we always talk about. I always tell my wife, I'm not going to jump down that rabbit hole. Mm-hmm. Then what do you do when you look back at the last 15 years of your life and it's been a whole rabbit hole? You know. <laughs> a big 15-year-long rabbit hole. Man, and, and it's amazing. Take uh, courage to get up out of, of it. How long we hold on to relationships that have expired. Yeah, they ain't got no benefit. The friendship has expired. Matter of fact. If you invest more into someone than you get in return, that ain't no friendship. That ain't even no. That's not a friendship. You're not man. even an acquaintance. You know what I'm saying? Take, 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 take. If they if they're taking, they never give more mm. than they give. That's dysfunction. Courage to move. Yeah, you got to have courage. Just like Abram had to have courage to move. We are faced with situations where. We're going to have to make moves while we are in distress, while it's painful. You don't have time. How can you heal anyway from something that is hurting you? You can't. There's no possible way to heal from something that is hurting you constantly. And you have to be able to recognize guilt for what it is and let guilt know you ain't winning this one. I'm out of here. Man, there's times where I had to remove myself out of situations, and it was painful. Yeah. I had to. I'm not, I'm not, we're not talking about a subject I'm, I'm, um, um, I'm ignorant to. This is, this is real talk. And if we're going to be whole men, total men, in times of being connected in relationships that is bringing more harm than help, we have to have the courage to move. Courage to assess the situation, courage to move, mm-hmm. and then courage to deal with the outcome. Deal with the outcome. With the outcome. And and encourage to heal. Oh man. I, I didn't that came out of nowhere. I didn't even see that. We gotta have the courage to Why heal. Why you say that? Why you mean what do you mean courage to heal? Because if it's if it hurts coming out of that thing, mm-hmm. 
that pain is going to linger. Nothing just stops hurting immediately. No. Well, so you got to still deal with the pain. And you got to be careful while you're still dealing with the pain because once that pain subsides, if you, if the core reason of why you found yourself in that situation to begin with still lingers and still exists, you can easily want to go right back to where you got delivered from. Mm. So there has to be some healing taking place mentally. And, and also this too, because sometimes you can be in something so long, it alters your thinking. Yeah. It alters <laughs> yeah. your outlook. It changes your, change your chemistry. All of that. You've been in something so long and it, it will alter that, man. And in areas where you are hesitant, you think it's being playing it safe. What if your hesitancy is actually a byproduct of what you have gone through, but yet that hesitancy is keeping you from God's next for you? Mm. There's some people come out of relationships, man, and they can't stand women. Yeah, because they've been hurt. And they, so you know, they can't stand men. Because they've been hurt. Exactly. So what they do, they fall in love with and, the pain. And, <laughs> yeah. You are now listening to the Total Man Podcast. I heard, I heard someone say that, you know, light-skinned men are evil. Be <laughs> right. talking about my, yeah. my and I, uncle. Yeah, and I said, first of all, your your kids are like. I said, you're light skinned and your kids are light skinned Have mercy. But it was the person that she was with, and and it's and ignorance. It's, it's very ignorant. But you know what? <laughs> there are some people that said, "I ain't never dating a light skinned man again." Lord have mercy. You know, yeah. there are some people say that man I ain't dating nobody with kids, but you got kids. <laughs> I'm Dude. like, what are you? Yeah. You know what and I'm saying? The, and the older you get, yeah. the harder it's going to be able to find someone that doesn't have children. I was talking with someone last yeah. night, yeah. And, and they were they were going through something, and they let me know that what they revealed about what they were going through, mm-hmm. their spouse said, that's the reason I wasn't going to church. What? So, uh, and, and basically... Mm. It's stuff that went on Lord, that people have experienced. Mm-hmm. Okay, they're out of it, but it altered their thinking. Wow. Because sometimes, man, what, what, what you go through, if you're not careful, can alter your thinking in a negative way to where you can advance like you've, like God designs right. for you to advance. You know, if a man hurts you, it's hard to get over you that can, kind of pain. Yeah, and know. you can get to a point where you only trust men to a certain extent. That's when you got to have courage and trust God. I mean, you know like, what I'm like the same way with a with a with a you know, if the shoes on another shoes on another foot, because it's a lot of men that been hurt by women. How many times you heard that? Man, and listen. these cats talking about that's why they a player, whatever, whatever. That's, nah, why, bro. that's why I don't go to a Baptist church. That's why yeah. I don't go to a Pentecostal I church. I don't, I don't deal with no Presbyterians, man. Mm-hmm. You know. Them folk always, you don't take all Man, that. that's why I don't even deal with them uh, sororities and the fraternities, man. Yeah. That just bunch of, mm-hmm. you know. Man, I drive a Ford. I don't drive no Chevy. Chevy. I don't care. A car is a car. I mean, we're saying we, and again, we, we some, sometimes what we, what we deal with or even what we hear that we have not even 
tested ourselves right. or experienced, uh, yeah, experienced ourselves, we'll, we'll use that information and, hey, you know what? That makes sense. I'm going to oh. do exactly what you're doing. Yeah. And where does that guy from them? I'm going to buy me American. I ain't buying no nothing foreign. <laughs> what if you can't afford American? <sighs> you know, just, think, just things like that, man. I'm life, with you. life is full of challenges where we have to take courage to move even in difficulty. There are, def- there, there are levels of courage that we got to take. And I believe the greatest level of courage is when we're faced with the greatest level of fear, the greatest mm-hmm. level of apprehension, the greatest level of struggle. And it is a real flex, bro. When we take courage in situations that we know it definitely has some type of emotional grip on us, but we do it because we know it's the best thing to do, man. Oh, that takes maturity, man. It takes real maturity. Mm -hmm. It takes takes courage. Trusting in the Lord, man. Courage and trust go hand in hand. It's like Mm -hmm. grace and mercy, grits and gravy. Uh, I, I just... The problem that I that I see, and not just in trouble, I'm like in real in relationships, man, mm-hmm. is that even if you're married, you know what I find in this total man experience, and something that I've seen with older couples, and is that they have had the courage to have hard conversations. Mm-hmm. You know, to talk about the things, but it comes with wisdom, and it's how you do it. It's your approach too. Yeah. You're doing things out of love. You're not just gonna, you know, mm-hmm. you're not saying things to injure somebody. Yeah. Motive has a lot to do with it. But you got to have courage to have these conversations to talk about these things. Because mm-hmm. sometimes, man, people really aren't aware. You know, we're not mind readers, but you know, we're good at. We do have certain levels of discernment, mm-hmm. and and it's the same way. Here, even in the church, man, people have to have courage to have conversations, to call people out on their crap. Mm-hmm. You know, there is such a thing as healthy rebuke. Yeah. Nobody talks about that because no, no matter, not a lot of people have the, the courage enough to be able to stand it or to talk about that. Yeah. And then to, to back it up. So now you just open up the next <laughs> segment of a podcast that we're going to do yes, sir. as we continue in dealing with courage. This right here was courage to move. The next one we're going to deal with is courage to communicate. Sir. My goodness. <laughs> I didn't even know I was doing it. Look at me. The shark out here swimming. Fresh from Man. heaven. The manna from heaven. Fresh manna. We got to have courage to communicate. But that's another. That's another show. That's, that's but this the thing. I encourage all listeners right now that if you are in a situation that you know is hurting you and you have no business being there, it may have started off good, mm-hmm. but it has gone left field. It's 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 gone off the rails. Situation is critical. Yeah, and you know you're getting less than what you have been putting in. Oh. You know that you're not receiving the wholeness and the healthiness of that relationship or that connection anymore. It may have started that way, 
But the last few times or the last or there's been an extended amount of time where you have just been getting hurt after hurt. After hurt, after hurt, after hurt. hurt. And your guilt right now is saying, hang in there. Your guilt is saying, stay loyal. Your insecurities. Don't walk away because you have a great investment coming. And this is the thing, Mandrill. Man, you talked about this, uh, Shark. Mm -hmm. Is your return worth it now? Or is it imaginary? Who invests into... Any level of stock where they lose more than they gain. At some point, you're going to cut the water off. At some point. Or you should. Yeah, at some point. So my thing is this. If you have not been getting the affirmation or receiving the uh, the gratefulness or receiving uh, the validation. Honor. Or the honor. If you have gone long extended periods without getting those returns. Are they worth it now? Spirit, you got to have the courage to assess that. You know how it feels, man. <laughs> you know, you, you know. I, I, I've seen people receive awards for something that they should have received a long time ago. Mm. And they'll sit there and say, finally, mm. I received this. But does it really hold weight now when you know good and well this is something you should have gotten a long time ago? How much, you know, and they finally say, okay, well, I guess we'll give you, finally give you something. And usually that's how it may feel when you have been sitting in something so long and not getting what you are supposed to be receiving. And when you finally get it, how, how is it really presented? And when it's presented. What you need. Yeah. This. Getting what you need. It ain't like you waiting on cotton candy mm-hmm. and fluff we got to learn that when jesus said cast your pearls not to swine that's a hard statement jack yes it is and we got to take that principle even emotionally if i'm not getting from you what i'm supposed to be getting based upon what i'm investing in you. yeah and what i'm giving and i'm giving my all if i'm not getting it back then what's the purpose of me constantly moving forward with this i'm gonna have to have that's a courage moment that's a courage moment and we got to get past that lethal loyalty <laughs> that loyalty it presents itself as what something healthy but in reality it is lethal to you Total men, total men. And especially if they are benefiting and you're not. You're not going to be a total man fragmented like that. If there is supposed to be reciprocation and there's not reciprocation, it's not revolving back. You're yeah. const- Matter of fact, how can you keep giving what you don't get back anyway? So you're already deficient. And that's why you're frustrated <laughs> because you're giving out of deficiency. That's why you're angry because you're giving out a deficiency. That's why you're in pain because you're giving out a deficiency. That's why you're depressed because you're giving out a deficiency. That's why you can't sleep at night because you're giving out a deficiency. Already That's why you don't have your energy because you're giving out a deficiency. And it's killing you. And, and if we're not careful, if we don't value ourselves above and beyond where we currently are, we will allow guilt to keep us in a place 
that will eventually destroy us. The enemy comes to steal, kill, kill and, and destroy. to destroy. Destroy you all the way to a point where you are useless and that you have totally given up. And you may have abandoned your station for kingdom work. And no total man should do that. None. Men, we need you. Women, we need you. We need you whole. And one of the things that the enemy likes to do is to keep us looking and expecting greatness out of our connections that we are investing heavily in. He wants us to stay there. And to keep giving and keep giving and keep giving and keep giving and never expecting, receiving. expecting, expecting, expecting and not getting anything, not getting anything significant. You can't survive like that. And God knows that God is a God of recompense. He's a definite God of recompense. I can't stand it when people always preach some faraway stuff. God does reward. Man, you hit so many targets, brother. Take courage, my friend. Take courage. No, you don't have to go there. No, you don't have to be involved with that. No, you don't have to be connected with that. No, you don't have to keep giving to that. No, you don't have to keep expecting that. No, you don't have to stay obligated to that. No, you don't have to feel mandated to that. No, you don't have to remain loyal to what's not giving back unto you. If it makes you less than If it drains you, if it hurts you, if it annihilates your energy, if it depletes you all the time, more than it helps you, more than it energizes you, more than it promotes you, more than it elevates you, you got a problem. A real one. And do not let guilt keep you somewhere that God is telling you to walk away from. Abram. Come out of your father's house, come away from your country, come away from your kindred, and you go to a place I will show you. And the place where I'm showing you is going to be a place of blessing, is going to be a place of multiplication, it's going to be a place of promotion. But I cannot bless you, and I cannot promote you, and I cannot excel you remaining where you are. And guess what? Yes, it's going to hurt for you to leave. But the pain that you experience from separation the price. is going to be worth it because the reward is greater than the pain, sir. Have mercy. Have mercy. God, God, will, God will provide. Yes, he will. And sometimes we're trying to hold on to what God is trying to take away mm-hmm. and letting guilt have us hold on to something. Yeah. That the Lord is trying to take out of our hands yep. to give us something better to mm-hmm. prosper. It is his will we for us to prosper. But we're going to have to trade up at some point in time. Jesus said, no man that has left mother and father, right. brothers and sisters, mm-hmm. houses and land, for the gospel's sake, not only will they receive a hundredfold in this, this life, life of what? Brothers and sisters, mm-hmm. mothers and fathers, houses and land, but it's going to come with persecution. Oh, yeah. That's the pain is the price for progress. Because you know why? Because he says that whatever you leave, I'm going to replace it with something better. It's not necessarily in numerical value, but it has everything to do with upgrade. Mm. 
Definitely. Emotional value, spiritual value. Being a total man. Yeah, because sometimes we got to leave brothers and sisters who don't have our best interests, who are incompatible with our future. But once we break away and get to going, right. then God will provide the right brothers and sisters that you would need in your life during that particular time. You waiting on them to leave and you need to go. God ain't going to give them to you while you still connected with the current. Mm. Ain't no man saying that, Hey baby, I love to go out with you and wine and dine you and this and that. Uh, but you need to be single. (laughs) 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 If you connected with someone, if you still tied to someone, ain't ain't nothing nothing I can do. Mm-mm. Righteously, I can't give you what I have for you while you still connected with that. Because I don't want none of that, and a woman wouldn't want that either. A real woman or a real man. Mm-hmm. So, this has been good, man. Man, courage, courage to move, to move. Man, another thunder cookie there, Jack. Yes, sir. My goodness, courage to move. And good I can't people. wait for the next one. Good people. Yes, sir. Be encouraged today. Yes. Be encouraged today to move. In situations, let God move in situations and circumstances. And when he says move, move. Yes, absolutely. Let us have courage. Amen. This podcast will influence you to be the total man that God has created you to be. You have been swinging with the sword and swimming with the shark.